All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Malapert Smart Podcast. Thank you, anybody out there who is listening, and thank you, anybody who has subscribed. We really appreciate that. That just makes us happy. I don't know how else to put it. We're up to 121 subscribers now. Man. Ooh, okay, we're yeah, growing. That's pretty good progress. Pretty good progress. You know, I'm very proud of each two, and every one got, of those subscribers. Each and every. Got about tw- yeah, about 20 more since last week. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I guess somebody's watching and being like, oh, this ain't bad. I'm about to subscribe. So please That's hit subscribe nice. over there if you haven't yet. Just do it. Trust me. This is a good show. For our wrestling analysis, I usually bring on Vlad, the wrestling expert. He's my foremost expert. He's <laughs> down there. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see his mug with the Macho wow. Man background. He's a big Macho Man Randy Savage fan. Wrestling I love expert. the Macho Man. Yeah. <clears throat> Expert from the 90s wrestling. He grew up throughout that 90s boom, the Attitude Era, that is, Will, the that is rise true. of WCW, NWO type of stuff, which we've been following a little bit on this show. It's been fun. Thank you for joining us, Vlad. I appreciate being here. Yep, I appreciate being invited. We're about to talk some wrestling, which is good, man. People always ask me, how come you only talk wrestling on your show? Why don't you talk about other things? It's because wrestling is all that matters. <laughs> this is all that matters and it's all i want to talk about i don't want to talk about anything else i don't care about anything you else you don't want to talk sports or politics or anything else hell no hell no there's too I much don't wrestling. Like talking of politics but sports i don't mind sports yeah sports yeah. is all right i used to be a bigger sports fan but i've stopped well we used too. to have a show remember kevin we used to have yeah, a little show uh, yes we this. had a sports break it was called sports break the nba sports break. And Vlad was the NBA expert. Oh. <laughs> I'm always Man. the expert. I'm always You're the expert. The matter expert what. in everything. Wow. Well, I have to admit, I am kind of an expert in these subjects, but right. I don't know if that's like the things you want to be an expert in: basketball, sports, and, and wrestling. Oh, well, I don't have any not? knowledge, and I don't have any actual useful knowledge <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Nothing that I can actually make money off of, but okay. Well, we did watch a lot of this stuff, so we might as well give our expertise to the people out there. That's yeah. how we're making use of this knowledge. But well, that's true. We do it for the people. Yep. We did it for The Rock and the people. Exactly. <laughs> and the, and the we rock. do this for the people, yes. We're not just sitting here. I'm not I... doing it for The Rock, but I'm definitely doing it for the people. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so let yeah. me introduce Robert. Sorry, uh, the frozen Asian. He's over there on the right Still side of the frozen. screen. If you guys are watching frozen. on YouTube, thank you for joining us, Robert. We appreciate course, it every course. time you're here. Future Malapert Smart Hall of Famer. But for today, on this segment, we're going to talk about Dynamite from this past Wednesday. Me and Vlad, we were debating on topics for today's show, for today's recording. And Dynamite was on the fence because it was like, you know, I don't know. We've been a little down on AEW. We've decided if there's nothing to talk about, we're not going to force it and just talk about anything because we got plenty of old wrestling that we could go back and talk about, which would be more fun to do. But mm-hmm. lest I watched Dynamite, you know, in the middle of the night, I was kind of passing out and I had one eye on it. And I thought there were some interesting things that happened, a couple things that I think we could mention and talk about. So let's uh, get to it. We got our Malapert Smart TV I'm going to pull up. Let's watch Ooh, nice. 
some of dynamite. Let's see what we got first. Guys, I am here with Nick and Matt Jackson. Guys, it is so great to see you back here in AEW. Um, you guys have requested this time to discuss right. a few things. I'm sorry to cut you off, but can you show a little more respect next time and call us by our God-given names of Nicholas and Matthew Jackson? You see, we're executive vice presidents around here, and it's time to take this job a little more serious. Great point. All right. For those of you who don't know, let's explain this from the beginning, Vlad. We got to bring the people into this. Anyone who might be watching this for the first time and knows nothing mm. about wrestling. So these mm. two guys are the Young Bucks. They convinced Tony Khan. They're one of the group of guys who convinced Tony Khan, who had the money, the son of the owner of yes. the Jacksonville Jaguars, to invest in wrestling. And, Correct. you know, they were big heroes for this at the time because we wanted an alternative to WWE. And it was a big deal. It started off hot. There was a lot of goodwill around it. People really wanted it to work. And it did, you know, it looked nice at the beginning. People had high hopes for it until we saw how the booking kind of laid out for the next couple of years. And it's been five years since the company started, something like that. So Tony Khan is not a really experienced booker. It's the first time he's done it. So he gets a lot of criticism from the old generation of wrestlers and bookers. But the Young Bucks also have been made vice president of the company, along with Kenny Omega. <laughs> they had no experience no. in this regard. No. They come from independent wrestling mostly. They were, did TNA, but they kind of got hot on the indie scene before yeah. AEW started. They got a fan base, right? You know, they do right. cool moves. They're known for their flips. They're just a little tongue-in-cheek, right? They don't take the wrestling business seriously. There's two Well, even here, even thought. here. Yeah, even exactly. They're doubling down. But, yeah, they're known for being a little bit goofy and not taking the business and the matches as seriously as some other wrestlers. So that's the two sure. schools of thought that some people say you should treat it seriously and people will kind of accept it. And then other people say, nah, it's wrestling. Everyone knows it's fake, so let's just laugh about it. So that's the Young Bucks here. Recently, there was a controversy with CM Punk, and CM Punk has since left the company, and they got CM Punk. It was a legitimate star, legitimate wrestler. For them yeah. and he wanted to instill some of the old school principles right of old school 80s wrestling into aw and he kind of got forced out by the youngsters and this is part of that group and this is really the first time we've heard from these guys since all that controversy we haven't heard them really talk on the show or even in private give any shoot interviews about it so this is their response this is literally the first thing we're getting from them and this is it it's them acting like complete assholes <laughs> like literally it's pretty heelish i must say to the people in the know to the old school wrestling fan this is pretty asshole shit to do because people are saying oh you need to take this more seriously so here they are coming out with this ridiculous suit and this outfit saying oh yeah mm. you need to treat us more seriously <laughs> yeah well yes to be fair but i think that is what they're going for you know i'm not yeah, one to defend the young bucks but that is I think the point of this gimmick that they Well, at least it makes uh, sense. Okay. Yeah. But it's only for the smart Mark fans. Like, if you don't know everything that I just said, if you're just watching out of right. nowhere, you just want to watch a random show, you have no idea yeah. what the fuck this is. But, okay, let's listen to the rest of it. I want to see this interview. Okay, uh, well then, starting with that, yeah, let's talk about this job and, and taking things more seriously. I mean, we've seen the temper tantrums, the public meltdowns, I mean, the rumors. That rumors, rumors. Hang on, okay. okay. Uh, you want to go there? I, I think I know which rumors you're talking about. You don't believe any of that is true now, Renee. The things that they say about us, the things that they write about us, right? Okay. <laughs> 
none of those are true, okay? It's all fake. But let's say hypothetically some of that was true, right? Some of the stuff you read was true, right? Uh, let me ask Is this referring to CM Punk, the fight and everything? And That's what it's referring to? I wasn't quite sure when they kept mentioning rumors, like, what exactly are they talking about? What else? Yeah, I'm not really sure. There's been quite a bit of rumors about them in general, the fact that they're, you know, they're dicks, basically. <laughs> but that doesn't mean, I don't know what rumors they're specifically referring to. There's been so many yeah, different ones. So it's hard for, to say. For me, so much time has passed since CM Punk's departure and up to this interview that it could have meant all kinds of things. So that, that was actually confused when they were mentioning rumors. I, I had no idea which rumors they were referring to exactly, but... Okay, let's let's go with that. Yeah. You a question? What would you do to preserve and protect your life's work? Uh, what would you do to preserve and protect your baby? You, you and John got a beautiful daughter, right? What would you do? Huh? I know what I would do, right? So just think about that when you come at us with with, with rumors again. But again, this is this is all hypotheticals. Okay. Okay. And also, what would you be willing to lose? Would you be willing to lose uh, your relationship with coworkers and and and, and your friends? And, uh, how about your reputation or your legacy out the window? You know, and if, if you knew all that in hindsight, would you still do it if it meant that there would be a healthy, sustainable, thriving wrestling company called AEW? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I know my answer. The answer is hell yeah. I'll go back and do it all over again. And, and speaking of, of there being a company around, you got your paycheck this week, right? Yeah, you're welcome. Uh okay, so there's an element of shoot in this the way i analyze what he's saying is they're saying they need to protect aw to survive and i think they think that they've done the best job that you could do their style of wrestling their indie mud show style as it's called among certain circles i think they think that's better than the old school style and they're challenging sting and they're going to mention oh we're going to get him out of the business because we need to get that old-fashioned thinking of wrestling out of the business what do you guys think of that <laughs> okay so they changed out the only two legit stars that they've ever had in the company cody and they chased out cm punk whether cody you know admits or says that he was chased out it doesn't really matter he was basically there were disagreements within that group right yeah, they were, you know this they were not gonna let him do it his way which is the standard old-fashioned wrestling way right and now both of these guys as we have said in previous shows are possibly going to be main eventing WrestleMania and the two biggest stars and the biggest company in the world. So whatever they're protecting, it's just blowing up in their face. Whatever they think they're protecting. I don't even know if they believe what they're saying in this thing, but whatever they're doing has really hurt the company. That's why I've always said for people that defend them, nobody's done more harm to AW than these two guys right here. Nobody, nobody, nobody's done more damage to the self-respect of this company. And I don't care what the AW fans say or think, or guys like our own good friend Brian think of these guys. These guys have done so much harm to their own company that it can't even be stated. But anyways, I'm going to let Robert talk because I know he may have something to say about that. Yeah, Robert, you're a bit more of a Young Bucks fan than we are, I think. Um, do you have any response to that? Okay, so yes, I am a, a Young Bucks fan, but I don't necessarily watch them for their promos and interviews. So. 
Uh, so this is this is quite a lot for them to say. They, they, I don't really hear them say this much in one interview. Um, I don't know that this felt more like probably far too long rants. <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen the whole thing yet, but I was like, what is going on? What are they talking about? I was more confused more than anything, especially starting off with the rumors. I kept thinking in my head, like, what rumors are they referring to? Why are they being so defensive all of a sudden? That was more so what was playing in my head. Like, I don't know what it is that they're talking about, what they're trying to defend themselves against, like what rumors um, is Renee speaking of? Because they didn't make it very clear. You're supposed so, to know already. You're supposed to be in the know in the wrestling world. That's a lot of AEW, so. though. AEW don't okay. bring people in. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. But well, I, in, in this case, I didn't know. So I was more confused than anything else. But, All right, let's yeah, hear what the rest of it. Uh, but, you know, Robert, let me just say, I think that this is really the first time I've seen them talk about anything. So I think the CM Punk thing is included with this. Yes, they have... there is a point where it seems pretty obvious they are talking about CM Punk. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I didn't think that was what the rumors were about. But, yeah, go ahead. Well, switching gears to keep things on track here, let's talk Sting. Let's talk the moment from last week, seeing you guys make your arrival back into AEW. Can you walk me through those moments? Well, we started AEW. I don't you weren't there in the beginning, so you don't know. But we used to say, change the world. That was that was the slogan. Change the world. And we did. We were disruptors. We were rebels. We spat in the face of tradition. It was out with the old and in with the new, Renee. And and for a while we were doing that. We were changing the world and somewhere along the way we did lose our way it was like the culture shifted and, and toxicity creeped into the locker rooms and the perception of the company was just it was just different that's all it was it was just different okay and i think i know why i think it's because we started to to lean on yesterday's self-serving superficial cancerous superstars and you mentioned Sting. This isn't about this isn't about Sting. Sting is none of those things. Sting's great. He's a role model employee. He is awesome. The the conversation for one of the greatest of all times. I actually am envious of the way that people talk about him. Maybe they'll talk about us like that one day. Okay? However, it's about what Sting represents. Sting is the last of that dying breed, and the image of Sting, it isn't in line with what we wanted to do here at AEW. We wanted to change the world. So unfortunately for Sting, we're gonna have to say goodbye to Sting and everybody like Sting. And, and we, we would never ask anybody to do something that we weren't willing to do ourselves, Renee. Good point. So is that an official call out to Sting at Revolution for Sting's final match? Well, see that? As uh, EVPs, we'll pull some strings. All right, sweetheart. We got a meeting to get to. Hmm. All right. Well, they tied Sting into that whole thing. He did mention he likes Sting as an employee. He's a model employee, but he does represent the old guard, the old ways, because he came from that generation. Although he has played ball with a lot of the goofiness of AEW, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. He's not one of the guys who's pushing for things to be the old ways, you know, like CM Punk definitely was. And a lot of these WWE guys that come in, they think that it should be done a certain way. And when it doesn't, they create a stink about it, and then they get pushed to the side or they don't get featured, or they don't get pushed. You know, like Miro, and then Punk got pushed out, and 
uh, Cody left. Cody wasn't listened to. He wasn't going to have his way, so he just said, fuck it, I'm going to bail on this. This was a good plan at first. Sounded good, but we're leaving. Anyways, let's get comments on the whole Sting thing and how you think that relates to what they said, if that makes sense, if that kind of makes this feud anything now, or is it still kind of like random, like we mentioned last week, that it didn't have an angle or a story behind it. You know, they kind of trying to push a story into it now. So let's get some thoughts from Robert first. I'll go with Robert. I felt like they were just trying to create an angle out of nothing. I don't believe anything they say. Well, I do believe them when they say that they respect Sting and that um, he should be considered one of the best of all time. But them saying that they want to destroy what he represents. Well, if that's the case, why is Jake the Snake around? Why is uh, Arn Anderson? Why, why do you have these guys in your company still if you want to destroy what Sting represents, right? That doesn't make sense to me. So I just feel like they're just trying to create an angle out of nothing. If it's true what Lad mentioned last week that Sting actually chose them, they had to come up with some sort of angle and this is what they came up with. I don't know. So I personally don't believe them. That's All my right, take then. Vlad, let's get your take. Similar thoughts or what? Uh, as far as this whole angle, yeah, I mean, I don't feel any different about it. I think there were some discussions on, I guess, the internet wrestling community that the Young Bucks would come back as heels of some sort, kind of talking about them being EVPs more than they've ever have before. So this isn't really a surprise. The fact that they're kind of involved in Sting's last match is a little bit surprising, though. I think that was the big surprise. I mean, I'm not sure who in the current roster in AW or whoever they could have gotten from, I don't know, Japan or wherever, TNA or wherever, would have been better. But I'm just surprised that the Young Bucks are involved in this, given what I think of them already. You know? So I don't know. I don't know if this thing has actually improved based on the fact that they're a heel group. But I feel that at least it was somewhat honest given I think this is how they actually feel in the sense of they're doing the right things, they're protecting AW. I think that part rings true in their minds that they're taking the right course of action in what they're doing. Now, we could debate that, obviously, but I do feel that that's, there's some truth in what they're saying. So this was kind of a, a work shoot because they're obviously an angle. There's an angle here, which is things last match, which they're going to be involved in, but also the shoot part, which I think, there was some truth mentioned, you know, as far as how they actually feel. You know what, though? I think I'll give it a pass now. I'll let it pass. I think I'm going to be accepting of this storyline. It's something, you know? At least it's not, oh, the last match is just against the Young Bucks. At least they threw something in there. Yeah, I didn't completely believe it. Also, because Sting has been such a loyal guy to AEW and whatever the kids want him to do. He's been playing trampoline cowboy with them so that's what they do they jump around they spin around they do goofy tricks he flies off of things it's been a fun ride he's been one of the boys you know i think um, yeah. i think they could have used his run a lot better though because a lot of the things he did was incredible but it just kind of got mixed in with the mishmash of everything else if they really featured him more and had some really targeted feuds and focused on them and then he did one of those insane moves in one of those matches it would have hit harder. I think it could have been done a little better overall, but that's just a problem with the AEW show overall. One big comparison I make to the classic wrestling we're watching, the Nitros and stuff, is that although the NWO stuff is really good, the rest of the stuff around it fit around it really well, and it didn't fuck up the NWO angle. But that's what's going on in AEW, is that they might even have a good angle going, but the rest of the show will be so goofy 
and silly and crazy that it kind of fucks up the other angles. You know, it steps on other people's toes. That's my big assessment about AEW overall. But let's move on. We got a little bit more to talk about with this episode. I don't want to spend all day talking about AEW. There was a little video package they had with Sting and Darby to get ready for his last match, which I thought was a nice video package. Really showed him and Darby being friends, put Darby over, said it was his best tag team partner ever. What do you think, Vlad? Who's better, Darby or Lex Luger? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think what Lex Luger, but... Really? Is it, is it that much of a, a landslide? I mean, Darby's a pretty good wrestler. I think he could have worked back in the days in the Attitude Era, right? Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to picture what he could have been doing in that time. I, mean, I guess he could have been in some of those like TLC matches that they had with the Hardys and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys and and whatnot he could have been doing some extreme matches he could have been in some ecw matches right i could see that he likes to take risks and hurt himself just for fun yeah. so yeah he could have been involved in it yeah he could have been like somebody like a spike dudley <laughs> no but that's not true starry allen has been involved in some really great matches five star matches we both said he had a five star match against mj with mj with who's maybe the best mm. wrestler in, in the world so, but yeah. still, but how what? many five-star matches has Lex Luger had one-on-one -on -one with anybody? Maybe against Ric Flair. So if you fight against some of the best wrestlers in the world, you're going to have maybe a five-star match. <laughs> some of those guys could have a, a match with a, a broom and, and still have a five-star match. So that doesn't I'm gonna mean go that with you're the... a five-star wrestler. No, I do not think – I'd. if you're asking me if I had a wrestling company, would I rather have Darby or Lex Luger? I'd rather have Lex Luger, okay? That's yeah. the bottom line. I'll take Lex Luger too, man, but I don't think it's such a landslide. Like, you guys laughed you know, as soon as I asked the question. Like, belly laughed. Like, oh, my God, oh, what a ridiculous question. I mean, I don't know. I think I have a lot of respect for Darby Allen personally. And... I, I mean, it's only silly in the sense of that Luger is like a, actually, you know, former world champion many yeah. times over and things like that. I don't know. I'm just saying that. Yeah, and he I mean, looks fight, ripped and buff as fuck. <laughs> I mean, in his, in his prime, I mean, he was just jacked to the gills, right? So, yeah. All right, of course. let's move on. Next thing I would talk about is Hook versus Samoa Joe. I don't really have any bookmarks today. Sometimes I go through the show and <clears throat> prepare for these podcasts and have some sure. bookmarks ready. But today I'm just going to forward through it. I guess that, that's going to give the audience here, if anyone's watching along on YouTube, give them a sense of how I watch wrestling. Just so you guys know, I don't really sit and watch the whole show. I kind of skip through it. So I forward through a lot of parts that I don't really care about. I'll watch matches here and there. Certain matches are very important and I'll watch, but I don't watch every single match. Like a two-hour Dynamite, I think I could get through in 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Mm, but here's Hook. That's about right. Samoa Joe's coming out. So the one thing about this match that caught your eye, Vlad, that you texted me about was those bumps, right? The hook bumps. So yeah, let's skip to that and let's analyze. Let me forward through it. Hold on one second. All right, let's play some of it from here and watch what happens. He's got the champion on his hands and knees. They're in front of our desk here. Samoa, watch out. Gonna give him a T-bone suplex onto the table. Hook's trying to give suplex Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe picks him up. Whoa, what do you call that move? Uranagi. Oh, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, there you go. Look. Robert with the Excalibur right there. So, Samoa Joe picks Hook up and spun him and slammed him onto the table. And Uranagi, I don't know how else I could explain that for the audio listeners, but he took a rad bump onto the table. It looked pretty sick on the corner. 
sells it. Looks like it hurt like hell. Looks like it hurt like hell. Great selling job today, though. We want to talk about wrestling. We're smarks here. We analyze wrestling. He's doing a good job. Unless he's actually really hurt. That's what I'm saying. He's really hurt. He could actually be kind of hurt. They worked that, bro. I mean, they just made it look like he really got hurt. I would hope. Anyways. Right here, too. Yeah, Hook gave him the middle finger and then a power bomb onto the ring apron, which also looks crazy. And then he falls down in a heap. Definitely a work, I think. I think he's meant to be looking like he's fucked up here. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. It wasn't for the most part of work. I'm just saying that maybe he did supposed to kind of land kind of yeah, messed I mean, up there, too. Yeah. To some extent, they had to feel some, yeah. some of the pain. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that looked painful to me. I don't know. Yeah. But the point is here that he's pulling off what they're trying to, to portray here, that Joe is a badass and he's fucking up his kid, basically. So Absolutely. Yeah. And that was what they were going for for the snatch. They did a hell of a job showing that. Yeah, so that's why I didn't think this show was completely worthless flat. I think a lot of people looked at this booking of Hook versus Joe as an issue that, you know, it was a weird booking that Hook didn't really yeah. do enough to deserve a world title shot. But they put his character over when he came out. They had the lights going. You know, they had the Hook, like Batman. I don't know if you saw that. Mm -hmm. I kind of skipped over it, but they had the light shining at the roof and it said Hook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They made him look kind of cool here. He's going to lose, right? Is that what happens? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does lose. Let me skip end. to the ending then. Let's see how the match ends. Alright, so this is the end of the match. I skipped to the ending. He actually got some offense in though. He did, he did. Towards but in the, the end, end yeah. he just got choked out. Too small. Can't fight out of this Kushida clutch. What is he gonna pass out, basically? I don't think he's gonna tap out. Yeah, he just basically passed it out. Well, there you go. He's dead. Vlad, can you give an assessment then of Hook oh. and the match? Yeah. Well, Joe is obviously good. Yeah. Hook was the one um, that we were curious about here. I'm still not sure. I mean, I can't really say one way or another if Hook is going to be something or not. I mean, he has potential. He's young. He's got a pretty decent look. I mean, he's a little small, but that's okay. I don't think that's going to kill you in today's wrestling. He got some offense in. Maybe the match went a little bit longer, not longer, but like he got a little too much offense in at the end. I mean, the point was to just show that Joe's dominance. Um, I don't know. I'm still not sure what you do with Hook because he doesn't really have much of a personality. He's just like eats potato chips and, <laughs> and that's pretty much all you've got out of him so far. So it's hard to say what really will become of Hook. I don't want to like label him a failure or a success one way or another. I'm just going to say that there's like potential but there's a huge question mark on if he stays in AEW, what the future holds for him. Because I honestly don't know. I don't know. Robert, what do you think of Hook? Well, let me talk about the match first. It went pretty much as the way I expected it to, that it was going to be a mostly one-sided affair in the favor of Samoa Joe, and it was. I mean, yes, Hook did get some offense in at the very end, but it, still, it was mostly one-sided. Um, I don't know. I feel like Hook's stock didn't necessarily either go up or down with this match. Because, yes, he is in the main event of Dynamite, but the match itself wasn't really that competitive. So I, I don't know what to say about Hook. He does have potential. I'll, I'll say that. He has definitely some room for growth, for sure. I thought it was very interesting how they worked this match. I'll compare it to Orange Cassidy, who's the other guy who's kind of... Hook's size, he's not as buff. Hook is pretty, he's ripped. You know, he's small, he's skinny, but he's, he's ripped. Orange Cassidy 
is not ripped. He's a complete scrawny-looking guy, but he beats the crap out of everyone. So they could have went that way with Hook here, where they kind of just let him be this really unrealistically strong guy, because AEW is unrealistic. It doesn't really matter. The Young Bucks kick out of infinite finishers sometimes, and they're two pretty small guys. So you don't have to do it really realistic in AEW, but I thought it was interesting that they tried to go real here. And he tried to put Joe over with the size difference and make it look realistic. That, I say, is a good thing for him overall as a wrestler. About his push with AEW, whether he's going to be like Orange Cassidy, I guess not at this point. I guess Orange Cassidy is the stronger character. Because Orange Cassidy would have beat Samoa Joe with the fucking Superman punch. But anyways... I wait. You think? Wait. Really? Think, I, I don't think, think so. You think Orange Cassidy would have beaten Samoa Joe as the world champion right now? Kayfabe wise, if you look at what they've been portraying Orange Cassidy as, yes. I mean, he beat John Moxley. Fucking gave him five orange punches and a beach break. If he could beat Moxley, why couldn't he beat Joe? Moxley is up at that level with Joe, former world champion, main event picture. So yeah, That's I mean, true. according to the character that they portray for Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy would. Have a chance to beat Joe, yes. He'd have a chance. I agree. He'd have a chance. That's okay. how they I think that's fair to him. say. But that's fair to say. They had a chance here with Hook to just put him over and be like a badass guy because this is probably the strongest opponent he's fought out of everyone he's yeah. fought. And he and just that's lost. So, so <clears throat> interesting. But okay, that's basically all I got for Dynamite. I would give a shout out to Tony Storm's segment. I'm not going to play it, but man, it was so freaking funny. It was so, she was on commentary. For uh, that's right, Diana yeah. Parazzo's match, and Ian Riccoboni was filling in for Tony Schiavone, and she thought mm-hmm. it was Tony, and she's like, "Wow, Tony, you look fantastic! What happened?" <laughs> 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 She was great. And the whole time she couldn't believe it. She kept looking back. He's like, I can't believe your transformation. Wow. He's like, he looked like awful before. Now you look handsome and great. Yeah. He 30 years younger, yeah. And Taz said, yeah, and he took off that stupid earring. <laughs> so I'll mention Deanna Parazzo, too. She had a match with Anna Jay. Sometimes That's I look right. at Tony Khan because we criticize his booking. But sometimes I'm like, man, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you... <laughs> Why? This was a good booking? Anna, Anna J versus, versus Deanna Parazzo? Hell yeah. That was, I like that booking a lot. <laughs> and then Deanna Parazzo called out Tony Storm at the end, uh, told her, you know, what happened to you? We used to be friends. You used to be normal. Now you're crazy. And then Tony Storm got on Luther's shoulders and yeah, gave this incredible good. speech, which was... So yeah, again, I'm going back to Tony Storm. You know what? I, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I know we're not going to play it, but what? Exactly, was the, I can't remember what she said, but I'm sure it was some, some hilarious and funny at the same time. Talk about Tony Storm, which I do remember her being on Luther's uh, shoulders and cutting a promo. I do remember that. And, and by the way, I'm glad they found some use for Luther. Do you remember her throwing the shoe? <laughs> I do remember her throwing the shoe and saying her line about you know tits up and then beware of the shoe or whatever. Watch the shoe. I'll try to find a link and uh, put it in the description below for any listeners out there who might not have seen it. I think I could probably find a YouTube link. So, so those are the three things I took from Dynamite. You know, I didn't think it was a great show, but I got something out of it. There was that Christian match with Dustin Rhodes, which I thought would have been a solid match in the Attitude Era, like a preliminary undercard match. It fit in the work was good that didn't really have much of a story or anything but they were just two legendary workers so that was nice to see 
But other than that, unless you guys got any other comments about Dynamite or want to give any thoughts or impressions about it, we're going to move on from that. I think we covered the most important elements, yeah. unless Robert can think of anything I can't um, really on the top of my head. That's all we got for Dynamite. Uh, all right, then. For Vlad, the wrestling expert. For Robert, the frozen Asian. That's going to be all for this segment. Stay tuned to the Malapert Smart YouTube channel for future updates. We're going to talk some classic wrestling coming up. So stay tuned for that. Hit subscribe, and thank you for listening.